Whether you're new to pool and practicing the basics or a more experienced player performing drills to improve your shot making and positional play, the Drill Partner is perfect for you. Hey, hey, Melina Mike. I don't know if this is working, but I'm also, I think we're also going live right now on Instagram for the first time, but it is time for the show. Everybody's been waiting for a couple hours ago. It's ask us anything. What do you think? It's a bad idea, son. It's a bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. Probably, bad idea. probably. Bad idea. But you know, after reading a bunch of online comments today, people saying stuff, I'm like, you know, oh, God. a lot of people have a day, so maybe we should do this show and just see what people have to ask, see what people want to say. Maybe they just want to take shots at us. I don't know. What, what were you thinking? I'm good with I'm good with uh, with uh, either way. So uh, <laughs> what what whatever whatever uh whatever they want to ask we can we can certainly oblige and uh you know it's a uh, it's interesting you know well turn guys the, if you tur turn the uh be under the microscope you know yeah so guys if you didn't catch the the alex lelly interview lately lately i always say his name wrong <laughs> great interview had a blast doing it uh, so much knowledge and information. We put out a couple shorts and stuff like that. Chris, it's a restream problem. Does it really say that? I'm going to go change it right now. Um, oh God. I don't know why it says that all the time, dude. Like, hold on. All the time. Stand by. Thanks, like, Chris. I appreciate it. It literally, that Moscone Cup chatter, I swear to God, it's like the one show that Joey named, and now it's going to live with us for eternity now. I don't understand. It's a it's a bug with Restream. So this is, uh, yes, oh, now it's got to make me verify who I am. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Mike, we were um, today, I don't know if you saw it, but some people had some things to say about us and uh, some of the things that having we've been talking about in terms of like Shane Van Boning and the Moscone cup. And what I realized pretty quickly is that Shane's got quite a following, right? <laughs> so the folks that support who him, knew, who knew, well, who they're knew. pretty, they're pretty uh, bold about their support for him and no way, nowhere, any way, did we say that Shane Van Boning isn't an amazing player? My only point with that is, you know, sometimes you can have a team and, and the sum of your individual players is really good. Right. But you could give up a little bit of that talent for a better team cohesion. That was the only point that I was trying to make. So I don't know. It seemed like the frequency was an issue if it's posted. I'm thinking about that I've seen on there. Um and maybe I can understand that, but you know, listen, I, I don't, I, uh, we talk about the Moscone cup all year. I made it a conscious effort this year to really just try to do different angles because to be quite honest with you from a number standpoint, um, it always does really well on the show. So we'd be foolish not to, um, as far as the topics go though, um, you know, it's not always going to please everybody that's for sure. And nor do we intend to. Um, but a lot of the opinions that we come up with most of the time, we're talking with players on teams. We're talking with 
guys behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we're not just talking out of our asses. Don't get me wrong. We do that plenty as well. <laughs> for sure. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, but that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, it's different. Not everybody's willing to kind of say the, the uncomfortable things and not to say it's our obligation or duty. Cause that's not the case at all. But, um, you know, Shane's a friend and I, I'd shoot him straight the same way. And whenever I see him again, I'm sure we're going to have a candid conversation about it, you know, and, and I'll be, um, more than willing to repeat it. Um, and I think that's part of why he may not always love what we do, but he, he respects and understands where we're coming from. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm not saying anything on here that I wouldn't tell him and nor do I think it's out of line. You know, I, 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 I love a lot, a lot of the guys, uh, most of them now, especially after all these years, they, um, I don't want to say have thick skin, Joe, but they get it and they understand like the value that well, we bring to the sport. And so they're there. Let's let's attack our first question, which is from Mark Schauf. Come on, Mark. The, the question, why is it billiards is the only sport that people get upset about if it's talked about like other sports are? Point that he just made. I think we're learning how to become a professional sport, right? And I think the players, to Melina's point, are starting to understand that there's going to be pundits. There's going to be people who are critical. There's going to be people who are complimentary and they're going to call balls and strikes the way they see it. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be authentic in no way did we ever mean to insult Shane Van Boning, Tyler, anyone else. Right. But we're just calling it the way we see it the same way ESPN would call it the way they see it on a football game or something like that. And the hope is that through us doing this and through these guys, kind of getting used that we do raise the standard and it does become a more professional sport. If we have 50 people that are logging on to different podcasts and shows and talking about pool players and assessing how they did, it's, it's going to be nothing but good for the game, right? All this banter. So so that's at least my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think there's been an effort over the last, you know, few years, like more matchroom driven, just as far as like being more active and social and, you know, on online more and interacting engagement, building up your, your following and and all that. And some players do it better than others. Um, And, uh, but for sure, for the most part, as a culture though, they've very much been like in the stone ages when it comes to stuff like that, you know? So, um, but Listen, I've pissed off many players. I've pissed off many fans. Um, it, it seems when it comes to the uh, the fans and the critics, most of the ones um, – see, Oscar, Oscar's, you know, in there. He's 100% right, you know. Uh, and, you know, he's one of my best friends. So um, – but the ones that tend to get their feelings hurt about whatever we're talking about are usually the loudest, you know. But what I try to do, and it's it's – I get a little tilted, not a little, t- I'll get, I'll get tilted when I see some of that stuff because I, I put my, you know, my passion and my pride into this and, and a lot of effort. Um, but at the end of the day, what I try to remind myself and Joey's told me this many times, like, don't read the comments, but, um, you know, I, I get my gas tank filled up by the number of people when I go somewhere or the messages I'll get in my inbox and they're like, Hey, thanks for what you do. We appreciate what you're doing for the sport. Thanks for what you're doing. And now like players are willing to come on, you know, Laley, Laley, re- reached out to us whenever I made the post saying Johan was coming on, you know, and he says, Hey, I'm willing to come on. I got snooker commentary this day, this day, this day, this day, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's great to like go from having like pull these guys in and, you know, drag them by the hair 
and now you know they they understand and appreciate and respect what we're doing so um all right yeah well i, I appreciate that monologue mike but we had 17 questions come in while you're so uh no but okay. just to clarify Sorry. i don't tell you not to read the comments i tell you not to read the negative comments not to dwell on the negative content well, how the hell am I supposed to filter that shit? Yeah, you know, you just over like you see a negative comment and you just let it go, right? But sometimes you see a negative comment and you hit the block button, right? <laughs> so, instant, just like instant, that. instant. Uh, out, so, out of sight, out okay, of we mind. got a few questions in here. We got a few questions. Right. Let's see. Uh, Bang Time Pool says, "I want to replace SVB from Moscone Cup team." Who? would i replace him with and it's not really a person but it's number of people but it would have to be kind of the feeling that hey this is going to be a team now right everybody's going to work together and what you guys didn't witness that i think is important to point out is it felt like when we were there with them it was shane and the team and you probably would get the same of five basketball players and michael jordan was one of them right it just had that feeling to me. And so my point was, if we had a player there that was, you know, maybe not nearly as good, but just better for team camaraderie, it might be better. So insert a name, you know, like I said, Oscar Dominguez on another podcast, um, you know, someone like that who, who would have a good attitude for the team. Uh, a couple other things. Let's see. Uh, what do we got here? What's the biggest pack you guys made on a nine-foot table? Don't, don't get Joey on packages again. We've already had one show. He's go, he's went off about went off about packages. <clears throat> what about you? Nine-foot table playing nine ball. Have you run a rack, Mike? Um, you know, it's been a little bit. That's for sure. Um, that's why I prefer playing um, playing one pocket. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe like maybe four. You know before on a nine foot table you man yeah i mean it's been like a long time you know that's for sure hey listen we got a special guest in oh here. mystery guest there we go what's up you never chris? Know, you, you never know what you're gonna get on the dog in the show how are you chris i'm doing well can y'all hear me okay dude your yeah, audio is the bomb man it's way better than joey's for sure <laughs> well chris you said something and i checked my audio and it was flapping on on channel one, so I moved it to channel two. Hopefully, it's better now. Well, because even when you did your you did a test stream where you were pointing out the bug of your the YouTube title in that test stream, your audio was cutting in and out a lot. I was dogging it, dogging it. So, guys, <laughs> if you're not following Low Chris on YouTube, check him out. He's only got about a hundred thousand yeah. subscribers or so. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, Penny's. but he's a friend Penny's of the program. <laughs> Yeah. So, hey, what do you, Chris, let me get your opinion. You heard what I said about Shane and everybody's about it. What do you think about it? Like, do you think there's merit in, hey, what if he's not on the team and we, oh, you know what? He just messed up our Instagram feed. I forgot about this. That's Ready? okay. I'll uh -oh. fix it. What do you, what do you think, Chris? Well, first, I think I can maybe try to address the, the negativity uh, that, that you're getting because, if you recall, when you interviewed me for the pool player podcast, I talked about what it's like or what it's going to be like when you start getting negative comments. And 
if you don't have a thick skin, that first negative comment can pretty much just shut your social media down. <laughs> you know, like you, you, you got you, this. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you have to have a thick skin uh, to be able to keep on doing this stuff. And I already thoroughly appreciate what both of y'all said. Like, you know, is you're, you're, you're going to say things that people are going to like, and you're definitely going to say things that people are not going to like. Yeah, and when sure. they don't, and when they don't like it, that's when they're going to let you know. You'll get you. It's funny how like you won't get a whole lot of praise and glory when you say a lot of good things. Like you'll get a couple of pats on the backs or whatever. But once you say that one wrong thing that that get that sets that fire, like oh it 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 goes yeah. blaze from there. For sure. Well, we're, on, we're on fire <laughs> but, uh, over here but, now, but, Chris. But to to so to your question, I mean, uh oh. I, I can I can I can agree and I can disagree at the same time. I, I can agree with the notion of trying to create the the team cohesion uh, that you're uh, that you're talking about, but then I can also disagree to say that well, maybe maybe my answer is kind of double sided because how much how many more for you to have that opinion? How many more chances would you want to give Shane to create that team cohesion? Like I every every, you know, every on that question, I'd give him every every opportunity he wants in the world, you know, because well, see, there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, you know, because he, you, you got to understand this is also, he's on, a, he's on the clock right now too, in certain aspects, you know? So if you were to look at, let's say sky, who's, you know, in the, in the chat as well, you know, he's going to be on the Moscone cup for the next, you know, 15 years where, right. you know, whether, whether fans want to, you know, admit it or not, Shane's days are numbered, you know? So um, I'm, I'm, I will always, because the upside is too big, Chris, right? The upside of what we know he can do and how intimidating he can be and how he can execute is always going to be on the back of your mind, you know? And the last thing you want to do is keep him off and be like, somebody goes and doesn't, you know, lays an egg and you're like, meanwhile, Shane's over there willing and sitting on the sidelines. That's not going to work either, you know? Yeah. So, and you know what? I totally get that point. And I even said that in past years, like he's on the team as long as, as he's, you know, standing upright and hitting pool balls. Okay. But my point is that if he's going to be on that team, he's got more of the team concept. It seems like he doesn't enjoy it as much. Um, I don't want to dwell on this one point though. Jesse Smith has a question, Mike, I think we should address this one. Do you yep. guys think that there will be positive movement in the pool community uh, changing to better pool in the U S yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, for sure, Matchroom's aware that there's got to be more of a footprint here in the U.S. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm anxious and excited to see what the calendar is going to look like this upcoming year. Um, and so, but it's not, listen, it's not like going and picking up a burger at, at McDonald's, you know. These are long processes that take time. And, um, I, you know, th they definitely want it to be more competitive. I can tell you that because the Moscone Cup is their crown jewel. You know, so and there's pieces in place, you know, right now. And uh, and if even if you were to send out the same five guys where they can be competitive more than the scoreline reflected, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So that I would, you know, bet till I'm blue in the face. So um, but things have definitely got to change for sure. And I'm optimistic. It's just I, I tell you what, man, like pool players can be brutal, though. Like, you know, yeah. you I mean, it some of some of the like the drain is just is is rough to fade sometimes. I'll tell you that. 
Well, well, I got a, I got a follow up question that's probably going to tickle Joey because when when we're talking about better pool in, in the U.S., you know, are, are, are all are all are all of these yeah. uh, six fifty and below tournaments that are that are feeding, <laughs> <laughs> that that I mean, because come on, there's a lot of them, right? Look. There's a there's a whole lot of them, and I, I I get the topic around like does yeah. it prevent players from does. Does, does stuff like that prevent players from wanting to, wanting to go beyond 650? That's not really my question, but we, we know that there's a stigma around that, whatever. But like I said, there's a whole lot of those types of tournaments popping up everywhere across the country. Is is, everywhere. is that a is that a positive? Is is that positive for the U.S.? So before this, and he he intentionally did not reply to it, but it's a point. <laughs> I did. It's, no, he's sending me this. It's a loaded question. He's sending me stuff trying to get me on tilt right before about to go live. <laughs> it's like it's it's a calendar of a room, okay. and it's got all of these. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me give it to you. Pool room yeah. emphasis. Grovers billiards. And kudos to them for having a lot of tournaments. Okay, I think it's in West Palm Beach or somewhere. But anyway, they got January. They have a five twenty five and under nine ball. February Jack and Jill one thousand and under. March 400 and under eight ball, April 700 and under 10 ball. Okay. Hey, they have a 550 and under nine ball. June, they have a 600 and under eight ball. Uh, July, they take a break. August, they have scotch doubles 1100 and under. September, 500 and under eight ball. October, 450 and under nine ball. November, 650 and under 10 ball. And then they have a three man apes in November, late November. So my point is, if you're a 651 Fargo, you get to play in exactly one tournament there all year, unless you're going to play one of the Scotch tournaments. And those things are super tough when you're higher rated, right? Because you can't build a balanced team. It's a 700 and a 300 and a 400. You know what I mean? So you, how are you going to compete against three 500s? It's really tough. So anyway, uh, that's my point. If you're a 650 up and coming player in Florida in this area, and you want to play in some pool tournaments, you got one. You just one. had to go there, Chris. You just had to go there, didn't you? You got you one. Go <laughs> there we there you go. I've been, I've been the, hearing about y'all talk about this. So I the fuse, that like, the fuse Melina's is coming around. Right. Melina's coming around. <laughs> I wouldn't, I would listen, I wouldn't go that far, cowboy. That's for sure. Um, all right, let's see what other questions we got in the chat. So, Sky's where's Panuzio? Where's Panozo? Mike's probably in bed. I'm guessing he's probably like right around. What the equivalent is to midnight for us is where Mike's at right about now. He's been in bed yeah. since like three thirty, somewhere around there. So, by the way, um, I saw the news, Sky. Congratulations, man! Looks like you got another. Man? He's got another one on the way. Really? Congra oh, congratulations! Man, that's awesome, out there. man. Yeah. yeah. So that's is, that's great news. Well, that's great news. Yeah, he's probably gonna have a girl now to balance it out. Good, good luck, buddy. As someone That'd who has nice. got a lot of girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, congratulations, Scott. That's awesome, man. That's the best. All right. News. Well, any other questions in here? Uh... I saw something about my Fargo. So my Fargo is, I think, right around five eighty. I think. Yeah. So, oh, here's uh, a question from uh, Shane Jackson. Are we gonna see an influx? What do you say? Gonna see couldn't pull out of the driveway. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Shane said, are we going to see an influx of players trying to make TR rule? And we've seen a lot of chatter about that, especially with Jason Shaw, you know, living in the United States. Do you expect question. to see uh, any more, uh, how do we say it, like immigrant or, or recent migrants joining Team USA? 
Um, I mean, I think they opened up Pandora's box for sure. You know, so anybody that can anybody that can get in on on that new you know rule or or loophole or whatever, you know, um, they. I tell you what, like since they allowed it, if they don't allow for somebody else for whatever reason, I'm sure we're going to give them hell. So um, as long as they're within the parameters, there's no reason why they can't keep anybody out. So who are the next, give me the next three or four candidates from the United States that are living here, not considered like maybe citizens, but maybe working on residency. That's for a whole other show. Cause there's like, I don't want to like assume stuff and be wrong. Well, I got one. How about Joven? Well, is Joe? Uh, that's what I'm saying. So, what are the what are the rules, and does he meet those rules? Well, I don't know, but he's a high 700 Fargo, so I want him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got Joven. You got somebody said Atencio in here. Um, there's 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 others. Obviously, Jason. <laughs> I'm gonna Sky. I want to invite you on the show the next time I get Mike on. So let's try to shoot for the end of next week, and let's bring you and Pinoza on a little roundtable discussion here. Yeah. No, I think Jesus is a great player. Jesus, if if Jesus is playing full time, Jesus has got massive upside. I I thought a couple years ago he's got like world world championship upside, but then you know disappeared for this whole year basically. So I don't know. I don't know what his game is really like right now. No. Here was a good question earlier. I saw it way down the line here, but I thought it was really interesting. Is there an appetite for a seniors Moscone Cup? No. I mean, I think maybe the fans might want to see it, but here's the deal. There's no way Matchroom's putting it on. Like all these, and with all due respect, like all this idea, like you want to have a women's Moscone Cup and now they're mentioning a seniors Moscone Cup. You're you're gonna you're gonna just thin thin down the slice of pie that's not growing any, you know. So it's like as the players are getting more money, now you want to add in a whole other separate section and have that money chopped up between them as well. I just I don't think it makes any sense. Well, to to go off of the the seniors aspect, didn't we? Didn't the U.S. used to have like the legends of pool? I think they uh, they still yeah. have that one pocket tournament. Because um, I'm talking I'm talking about in, like you in, know in the, Houston, right? Yeah, I'm talking about like that for because it was what Irvin Crane. Uh, Ooh, uh, uh, oh, yeah, you know, that was th- like that. Yeah, that time frame. And I, I thought they called it the Legends of Pool. Like, yeah. I, and I, I think it, I think you definitely at least have to have like, you know, be in an age bracket for that. But I, I don't remember any of the uh, the particulars. Yeah. Yeah. UJ Puckett, Irvin Crane. I mean, Willie Moscone was in it. Uh, Minnesota Fats. A um, couple, couple of other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head. But I thought. Because this is even back when pool was on ESPN, I thought there was something like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's it's a little bit intriguing to kind of at least fantasize about to see like Rodney Morris, you know, see the players that were uh, fifteen years ago, uh, see those guys compete against the Europeans from like fifteen years ago, and and see what happens. But you always then, see. Listen, here, here's what I would say about it: all those guys got all the answers if you see them online. I, I know what'll save pool. I I got all you know. I got the code right here. Well then, go put on an event, invite everyone, figure out a way to pay everyone, and let's get it going. The fans would want to oh, see. It. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. So, okay, tell me tell me this, Malia. What do you think of this? Because um, I can't I can't remember what other sports do something like this. But you know, we have the Moscone Cup, so like that that stays the same. But right. What about 
members that were on other like a hall of famer moscone cup type type thing where it doesn't have to be the current moscone cup members but yeah. any member that has been on the team before to come back from for like some sort of hall of fame Ooh. type event well i so okay so next year is going to be in the u.s next year is the big one because shane's getting inducted to the hall of fame so everybody and their mama is going to be over there so if ever there was a time to do it right let's get a pool table i'm sure we can figure out someone uh someone uh to to put up a camera and uh yeah I'm, i know yeah. a guy did you see timmy rodriguez this comment i, I kind of all-star weekend with the moscone where you have like different exhibitions celebrity matchups things like that that'd be kind of cool kind of like they do with the uh the nba all-star game three-point competitions you know it'd be kind of neat to have like a throwback moscone mini moscone maybe not a full that'd be kind of neat i don't know turn it into a spectacle the the biggest spectacle that i ever went to when i was kind of growing up playing pool was the super billiards expo and I Here loved it go. because <laughs> not just because how I many dominated that we're, one. We're we're twenty five <laughs> minutes in. We've already talked about handicap tournaments and the Super Billiard Expo. Because that <laughs> seriously, that that time where I remember walking into the place and thinking I was just going to a pool tournament, and it was like gambling matches breaking out and booths and vendors and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, this is trick shot exhibitions. I was like, this is really cool. And that's the one thing, think about it. That is the one thing that Matchroom doesn't have, right? They put on the most amazing productions. They have the professionals there, but they don't tie it to the amateur events. They've started doing it with the junior events. But wouldn't it be cool if there was something where you could go and watch the Moscone Cup for your four days concurrently or prior to that, you go and compete? Nope, we might have lost Joey. Are you still there, Chris? I'm still here. Well, thank thank the oh, Lord. The internet said we're, we the internet said we had enough of Joey Ryan's Super Beard Expo <laughs> story. It sounds like that. I, I don't know who pulled the plug there, but whoever did it, we appreciate you. Uh, listen, Joey, that might have been the best take you've had in in the two years we've been doing the show because that's one thing that I can honestly say with uh, uh, true honesty and and passion is that that's why I love what Predator's done. Uh, pairing up yeah. with CSI, you know, the, the event at, uh, at the Rio was always something special. Not, I mean, I wasn't playing in leagues, but it's a different environment when you got all these league players there. And then you see the, like, uh, uh, you see the joy and the, you know, it's, it's brand new to them, you know, and then, and then you go back the next year and now there's the same people, but now they're fans, you know, and they're sweating all these people's yeah. matches and um, you've seen the growth. And uh, uh, I think that's been a great job. And for sure, there's an opportunity there for Matchroom. Uh, and I would love, personally, I would love if they would team up with the APA and uh, and make that happen, you know, to kind of figure out a way to put an event together, whether it's the U.S. Open with, an, with a big APA event or, you know, even a Moscone Cup, because I think, I mean, the whole the whole casino would be buzzing, man. Look, you know? we've said that, and Chris, maybe you can help th with this because we've talked about this for a long time. How do we get the average league pool player to really know who these pros are, right? If we grab Sky Woodward and walk through Westgate in the middle of the APA tournament, how many people are going to recognize him? Probably your skill level sevens, but how many skill level fours are going to recognize him, right? It's a big problem, and it's something that if we could leverage that base and get them into professional pool, I think it would be really cool. 
So I actually don't know how to answer that question. And I'll, I'm going to tell you why, you know, because I'm a content creator and I can't begin to tell you how many times I get people ask me, why am I shooting in the uh, what the pink five ball before the purple four ball? Because I use the arrow with black set. Mm. So like, yeah. you know, you, you would think like by now the Aramith black set would be a known ball set with a pink four and a purple five, which is oddballish yeah. from your traditional purple four, orange five or TV Aramith uh, pro pink four, orange five. But even to this day, they still don't know about the, the pink four, purple five. So yeah. when it, when it comes to your question about, you know, how do we get other people uh, besides like, you know, maybe 500 plus. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a handful of 450s or whatever and above that probably know like who our professionals are, but I I just don't know. I, th I think the simple answer is probably going to be what y'all are doing, right? There, there's got to be more news coverage of it in, in any way sort of fashion. And eventually it's got to stick. You would think you hear something more than once. Eventually it's got to <laughs> yeah. stick. I think that's that is there an opportunity with the with with those league not with those leagues individually to kind of help bridge that gap and and shoulder some of that responsibility for sure because a lot of it's just self-serving which i get it everyone's got to make their money you know but at a certain point they got to realize you know where they are with within that map and how they can uh push the sport forward you know because if we yeah. get those people interested now they're going to start spending money going to those events they're going to start spending money to go check out those players they're going to show up at the u.s opens they're going to check out any other regional events that are going on and and uh they're going to want to play with the cues the pros are playing with you know they're going to invest maybe in even play in a non-handicapped tournament or something i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh a couple things here uh yeah it is shane uh shane tyree says this is still ask anything yeah it is and i'm going back down through the the chat here here's a good question what are the top five locations this is chase laferney what are the top five locations in the U.S. that need a matchroom event? If matchroom is going to increase their footprint in the United States, what would be your pick for like a handful of locations where we would see one? Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. Have one in Austin Atlantic City. Mind. Yeah, you know, Austin comes to mind. It's got to be with something with a decent airport. You know, I, I don't want something. I want the the city to be fun where you can go have fun outside of that place as well. California. Um, I mean, yeah, but it can be expensive though, you know. So, um, sure, yeah, Europe's expensive. Oh, okay, excuse me, Joe. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm that's bad. a disqualifier. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I okay. I'll go with Florida, Texas, okay. California. Like, basically, look at the states that have the most U.S. representatives, right? Because yeah. you have the most people. Maybe like the Chicago area. Um, you know, somewhere up in near New York in the Northeast, and then maybe throw a bone to the Pacific Northwest. And that way you're covering pretty much the whole I, country. I loved it out there, Joe. I'm not going to lie. Oh, the yeah. weather was just beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I loved it over there. <clears throat> yeah. And then people are saying Kansas City. Yeah, somewhere in middle America, right? So have it kind of spread out. That way you have good geographic representation because there's guys who are 740 Fargo's in places that you really haven't they, heard they of. Haven't been able, they haven't been able to play because of all those handicapped tournaments. We got we to do something for them, you know? I'm just saying. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's find another question here. Yeah. Let's see. Jen Jennifer Rabbit's asking you to block somebody, Mike. I know you won't be long. 
Look, I'm pretty good at that. You ain't, you ain't got to tempt me but once. Uh, <laughs> the only time I'm going to Wyoming, Corby, is if I'm going to go see the Salado guys. I think they're in Wyoming. So, other than that, I don't know. <clears throat> Uh, what up? Robert Reese says he feels like 24 is the last regular Moscone Cup. Then they'll do an Asian version. Then what? Uh, yeah, I don't think see. they're ever going to replace the Moscone Cup. It won't ever. It won't. You know, it'll never go away because there's too much history there, and it's you know it, it does it always does well. Um, but certainly adding to the um, to the buffet is is not is not going to be a, a big problem. Yeah. Just a lot of statements in, and so guys, get the questions coming. Jason Douglas says a lot of league players play on a drinking team that shoots full. <laughs> I love that T-shirt. <laughs> right? Uh, let's see. Anything? Well, that's else? that. That kind of also answers like why why don't more amateurs know? And that's that's usually the yeah. cutoff, right? They all they do is they go and play in their leagues and go home. Like they don't even watch it on 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 stream or or anything like that. It's it's just their social gathering, and that's where it stops. Yeah, here's a question. Uh, do you think we will ever be able to gamble on pool matches, DraftKings and Vegas, that kind of thing? Uh, so there's history there, right? There was gambling on pool matches at one time. It was the year that Mike LeBron was like 33-1 to 1 to win the U.S. Open, and pretty much everybody dogged it so he could win, and everybody had money on him. And then after that, there was no more gambling on pool matches. So uh, I think it's possible, right? But – kind of like the boxing world you need like the boxing commission or some federation that's going to ensure that things are on the up and up and investigate well you'll you'll see matchroom majors on the books in the UK so i think if if nothing else you'll get um those will probably be the first ones there um along with yeah. the Moscone cup i think will just be natural because it's just growing you know where you can't avoid it and everybody wants a piece of that pie um, but for sure the match majors, because you'll get, you know, during the UK open, what the, what the overall win, um, odds are, you'll get sometimes match odds in the, in the single elimination, like maybe around the final 16, something like that. Um, so it's progress for sure, but not anything that's going to happen overnight. So you can um, do some really cool things with pool. I think, you know, you could have, oh, you can gamble on it on anything, man. You know, parlays, there's so many different prop bets. Yeah, ton of ton of different things you can do. Like, think sure. about it. If you would have had the U.S. to win every leg in this, <laughs> this Moscone, <laughs> you would have done great. Thank, thanks for bringing it? that up. Thanks for yeah. We heard in yeah, past yeah. years, oh, the U.S. loses because they don't win a leg. Well, this year they won like every leg. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, this question from Mike Bingham is kind of right up the alley of what I usually and moan about what's the bigger issue growing the sport from the bottom or getting the 700 plus players more development curious mm. to get your thoughts that's more I, of your alley big boy well i was just gonna say it's just more of a personal thing right because there are plenty of 700 plus fargo rated players i mean we know them all that are in the fargo app some of y'all probably know them in person but that's where they stop and but like you you, you take that entire population and you probably say what maybe less than 5% of them are actually trying to be like the 800 plus pros. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and at least I, I think it's fairly well known that to do it here in the United States, it's, it's expensive. Like to, to really, to really do that drive. I mean, it's, it's the, it's what the number one excuse that you'll normally hear 
is the the amount of expenses it takes to actually to be able to try to to try to hit that drive and become an 800 800 uh, plus Fargo rated player or to be to become an elite pool I think the, that's the term that's thrown around is the the elite to become yeah, an right. elite pool player it is super expensive and you have to have been like you you had to have been born with a pool stick in your hand if you if you even had a almost to want to have a chance to be able to do it yeah yeah like really the way to do it if if i were starting <laughs> out if i were one of these young kids like sam henderson or pay mcbride or joey tate i would try to follow like a model like you've done chris where you create like some some content and you turn it into a channel that you monetize and can make money and then use that to subsidize your your pool expenses because if you're just doing it however many sponsors you can gather it's going to be really tough sledding but think about like when mike and i go to an event all we got to do is take our phone and pick it up and record something and put it out and it gets like thousands of views you know because people want to stay you want to get a look inside if they're not there and there's a tournament going on there or skinny bobs or you know that type of thing and i think that these players could be missing an opportunity to fund a lot of this travel and the expenses so yeah but it's not i mean look it's not for the faint of heart it, <laughs> it's not that easy because look at chris he's got a hundred thousand youtube um followers now but how how much of that in the early days did you do it just because of your own passion and you were spending your own dime and not making anything on it you know, exactly. relentlessly, you know, exactly. so it's not, it's not just as simple as doing that because you are putting up a lot of that on your own and then trying to find, you know, some kind of traction throughout that. And then hoping that it all comes together. You know, this is why I love guys like Alex because Alex has got the total package, right? He's super charming. He's very witty. He's been personable his entire career. And now he's pairing that with social media. It's just a natural explosion and it couldn't happen at a more reasonable time for him, you know, because he's not, you know, he's not winning a world championship right now, but he, he can, he can find other avenues within the sport to bring in these different uh, uh, revenue for him that can make him more appealing to sponsors and, and just on social media, bring in money, you know, but it's nonstop. It's constant. You got to stick with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We had a question yeah, here. I think, Okay. I was Go gonna ahead. say I think I think your question, Joe, is probably more suitable to ask like maybe Savannah Easton or Christina Zlateva. I know you've had them on the channel because they pretty much do some stuff like that where they'll basically have their phone out and uh broadcast their their matches and they're they're attempting to gain some sort of following. So like if if they're monetized uh for any of that type of content, they'd be able to answer your question because what Melina said about me is exactly right. I put a lot of major investment up front. But that's also because, you know, I'm not a professional pool player. I don't try to be. I'm a professional software developer. So I have my own salary backing to back a passion that also brings in a residual income. So for someone like Sam Henderson or Joey Tate to be able to do it, their passion isn't content. Their passion is pool. So it's it's really difficult to balance the two. Yeah. Right. How long was it? And time consuming. Time consuming. Yeah. How long though until you started making like decent income where you could have like subsidized a trip to go play in a pool tournament once every couple months? Uh, Was it like a year, about, five about, years? Well, I've been doing it for about four years now, so it was about oh. in it was about year two. That's, well, I tell you what, I'd try to learn if I were these guys. 
we had a good question. Somebody said, what ideas, are there any ways to get players off the bar boxes and on the real tables? Nope. No. I, 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 Next I, question. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Um, I, so I'll be anecdotal with this. There's a, there's a lot of players that I play with um, in my local leagues and stuff that just, you know, absolutely, you know, now that I've gotten them into pool and they love playing on, you know, love playing on the pool leagues and stuff, I've taken them to nine foot tables and they just lose their mind. Like they're, they're, they don't realize that massive, the two feet, two feet of distance and how massive that actually uh, of a difference that is uh, to actually be able to play, move the cue ball, aim, it, it's it's completely different to them. They're just once they yeah. start, once they start where they start, just like I said, like how do you how do you become a pro? It's 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 got to be that own personal drive to be able to want to 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 move on up uh, from there. So personally, I just don't see it happening. Melina, um, yeah, I mean, in pool rooms, space is at a premium. You know, especially as everything's going up. You know, you have to maximize your ability to uh, generate revenue. And with that comes smaller tables where you can, you know, get more table time. You can fit in more people yep. in there to buy food, to buy drinks and things like that. So, um, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't when it comes to like the overall sport, there's nothing that says that it's pushed in that way. And you have some room owners that just appreciate it and it works in those regions. But um, I think it's far and few between, you know, like I'll, I can go to Texas and I can, you know, go a lot of places in Texas and see nothing but. But uh, bar tables, I go to Austin at Skinny Bob's and there's nothing but nine footers and like two, you know, uh, seven foot tables. Then I go to Sacramento and the last two bar tables they had, they got rid of because nobody ever wanted to play on. They got like 30 tables in that in that place, you know. So um, each region is different. But I feel like in in the grander schemes, there's got to be more of a drive for players to get out there and find those nine foot tables if they're if they really have what it takes to even give it a chance at competing. Um, but you know, for the most part, the seven footers just make sense from within the industry. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm going to take this one question here and I'm going to trim it down just a little bit. Uh, D. Jones says, if you could cap, let's say we, each of us could like pick a couple players for a team, right. To battle each other, a squad of five, three men and three women, let's just say U S players, uh, who would be our picks to kind of have a team to battle each other? I'll go first. Okay. What, what can you repeat the question, sir? Three, a, a, a five person team, three guys, two gals to go Is at it, it by country or what are we? No, she, she didn't specify. I, but I think it'd be too hard. So let's just say United States. Who are you picking? I'll take, you, you, you want to go first. Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll take Sky Woodward. I'll take Billy Thorpe. And I'll take Tyler Steyer. And I'll it's take. Just got it out. You got you got it out for Shane, don't you, buddy? No, I. <laughs> He's living the dream. Every living the dream. Goes, <laughs> you, you 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 sailed on that ship, and you you're revving it up, boys. Let's keep on going, right? With the and gas. I'll take and I'll take April Larson, and I'll take. Give me Sophia Mast. That's my five. Okay. You, you you took the majority of who who I had in mind. Why do you think uh, you wanted to go first, Chris? I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on. 
All right. What what do you got? I'll let you go. I'll let you go. I'll be I'll be a a host here and let the guests go go first. All right. So well, you left out Shane. So I'll definitely I'll definitely pick up Shane. Um, Oscar. I think I, I think I would take Oscar. That probably just uh, checked off one of Melina's boxes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another one, and then two gals. Um, oh, I forgot got about Federer again. Very Ike. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it's still so new. It's still so new. I don't so know. not only do you forget about Federer, but then you, you pass him on to Chris so that way he exactly. can get him before. Because there's no way he was thinking about Federer at all. Actually, I, I, I actually wasn't because I was I was just going on the lines of it's too recent. Mm. So I was yeah. trying to stay more 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 baseline. Um, man, that's, that's, that's still a tough one. But you know what? It is between a live those, show, Chris. You know, between between those two, I'll, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and throw in some juniors as well. So I'll say Joey Tate. Okay. Um, so for for females, um, I'm definitely gonna uh, pick uh, Savannah. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, man, I. Well, you took Tyler, so I guess I'll take Margaret. I don't even know then, who's left. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, if we're going if we're going down that route, I mean, if he's if he's able to pick Margaret, then I can pick you know someone like an Allison yeah. Fisher as one of my as one of my no. female. Yeah, no. she's in the states, right? I mean, that's that's what we went off of, right? Okay, listen, I'll All pick right. I'll pick Fetter. I'll take Justin Bergman, and uh, oh, that I, that's a good one. <laughs> I'll take Kaylee McIntosh as one of the the girls. She plays great. Part of the, she's she is the best American. Uh, Why is Corby right Dayhoff now? giving you answers? Corby, leave him alone. <sighs> um, I'm trying to think if I need another. I need another male though. I need give me some give me some help here in the chat. Yeah, Jason Shaw. I might take Jason. Jason and Feder on one team. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> Jason and Feder on one team along with Bergman. And then I'll take uh, Allison Fisher and Kaylee McIntosh. I love Heads. it. I love Heads. it. Heads. Heads. Oh, We're stealing Kyle, here. Mr. Pickle, Kyle, Kyle Butte says, that, and that's the issue with U.S. pool, a simple question of find 15 players and you run out after. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely not as deep as Europe. That's for sure. So, all right. where? Let me dig up another question here. Let's see. Uh It's a live show, Joe. There's some questions here about the tables. Okay, I see somebody just typed in. Do you think pool halls will all be making the well? Will be all making the pocket size 4.5? Let's let's kind of expand on that question and let's say what's the ideal pocket size for a pool room? Um, League players like making balls, so four and a half. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So. It's four not, and a half. Yep. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Is four and a half tight enough to keep professional players honest? The league players, or what are we talking about here? What do you mean by honest? No, like perfect. Like if okay, so I think was four and a half when I went there for the Texas Open, and it is. So I'm sure the amateur players, you know, it's it's kind of a challenge for them. Uh, but at the same time, they still make balls. It's not super tight. And then the pros come in, and it probably feels a little bit like buckets for them. Is that, is that too loose for professional players, four and a half? Yes. Yeah, for sure. For, for, I mean, you'll, for, you'll, the, you'll, for the elite, yeah. 
Well, you'll see like, a guy like Shane go. You'll see Shane go from a matchroom event, you know, and he's running out balls pretty fluidly. But then you go and watch him play, you know, the Midwest Expo in Iowa, and he, I mean, he's just on top of it. Like, there's no doubt the ball's going in the hole. You know, he's not even. He's so dialed in from playing on full inch that once he goes over there, it's it's night and day. And that's not just with Shane. I know you don't like talking about him, Joey, but um, you know that's like that with with so many other players. <laughs> Jeez, it's never gonna get old, by the way. <clears throat> yeah. All right, I've, so I've got, I'll add a question uh, for y'all yeah. to uh, to answer because I've I've seen this topic go around. Um, the diff? Do you think if there's going to be a difference in the industry between having pool halls, which are generally bars with pool tables versus pool clubs. I would love to see more pool clubs. And I think that's what we need. And you know what, when I was growing up, pool halls didn't really have alcohol where I, where I grew up, you know, the most you had was like a soda and a Snickers, but you were there to play pool. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a bar hangout place. It was just you go there. This is, it was old this is Ames, Mister. This is Ames. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was old school. In fact, the place that I grew up playing, I because Don Hudgens, uh, rest in peace, really good hustler out in Maryland. Funny story. He tells me, he says, I think you can give the owner, Ken, or I think Kenny, you can get him to give you the seven ball and I'll back you, but you can't tell him. He'll be so mad at me. So I was like, okay. So the Kenny gives me the seven ball. I beat Kenny. And Don's not leaving because he wants to get half his money and, and Kenny's keeping me in the place. And then all of a sudden Kenny is onto it and he's like, Don was backing you. You're not allowed in here anymore. <laughs> and that was the only place we had with nine footers to play. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I can't so, believe I did not grow up in the fifties, but I grew up in the eighties, <laughs> nineties, yeah. you know? So, um, That's but yeah, funny. we had that. Right. So when I went to a pool room back in the day, it was to play pool. Right. It wasn't really to drink or hang out or anything like that. It was just to to get down, practice, match up, play tournaments. So I'd like to see academies develop throughout the United States. I think that's a real missing element that we have over here. We have to everything's increasing in price, right? Rent for retail or, or uh, commercial real estate right now is out of this world. I know they have a snooker academy in, in Phoenix but I think it was having some problems because just paying the rent is just so expensive. And so you need that membership base. But I really think if, if, if we put an emphasis on that in the United States, we could do some big things. I really do. How about you, Melina? Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make uh, <clears throat> uh, dollars, it doesn't make sense, you know? So um, I get it from like a sports attitude, but listen, people gotta, people gotta put food on the table at the end of the day. You know, and so um, it just it's not going to work here for whatever reason, at least any place that I've really seen um, where it'll sustain. And, um, you know, they got to have other ways to maximize <clears throat> their profitability. So just having pure table time or monthly membership, just I haven't seen it work. So um, but I love the idea, you know, for sure, in principle anyway. So. Do I say the word tournament wrong? Joe Watson's treating it as a drinking game whenever I say it in my accent. Yeah, I do have a Baltimore, Baltimore Merlin accent. Sorry about that. That's where I'm from originally. <laughs> All right, what else? Any other questions here, guys? 
hit us up with another question so we don't have to log off yet. I got plenty of time tonight. I don't know what you guys are doing, but I'm having fun. No. It's I it's, literally just got off of work when you guys went live. I got a hundred. I got a hundred. I got a hundred that says little Chris has his shirt tucked in with a belt on right now. <laughs> I got a hundred. I got a hundred that says that he's got his his shirt tucked in Stand up. with the belt on right now. Tuck, tuck, tucked in, yes, but sweats. I mean, come on. Uh, okay. Same thing, same thing. okay. <laughs> It's a push. It's a push. <laughs> it's a push. <laughs> yeah. uh, question, where is Justin Bergman? Uh, I believe he's still in the St. Louis area. Doesn't travel much. Doesn't get out much. But I think uh, we just don't hear from him too often. Mike, you probably know more than me. No, I mean, the last time I heard, you know, was whenever he was playing uh, Carl out there in St. Louis for a pretty healthy amount that I heard he won. And if he's got a regular a regular game that people are willing to get behind him and he don't have to leave, you know, and can make, you know, six figures in, you know, a couple of days, you know, why are you going to leave? So um, I'm never going to hit on, on anyone for uh, for doing whatever in their best interest financially. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we got a good but question in here. We all Clint. miss him on the pro circuit, though, for sure. Pick a new new U.S. captain. Who would it be? That's a good question. Am I blurry? <laughs> Ed Ladawi. No. It's just it's just your face in general. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, speaking on that recommendation, we heard from Darren, who said he might he thought Scott Scott would be a good one. Joey, you mentioned that as well. I don't know if it was on the show or not, but I reached out to Scott, talked to him earlier. We're going to get him on the show probably Saturday night. Um, so we'll get you know his reaction to that. Um, but little Chris, I'm curious to hear who you think would be a, a possible captain for the Moscone Cup. That's way way to put me on way to put me on the spot there. Yeah, it's um, part of the show, buddy. Well, I got it's one. If you want to think about it, Chris, I can do sure, mine. Go for it. I I'd really love to see Rodney Morris because I feel like he's got that kind of loose, laid back style about him would allow the team to relax some. He's always having fun. He's always joking around. Uh, but at the same time, you get the feeling he can kick some ass too. <laughs> so, you know, you probably don't want to cross him. So I'd like to see Rodney. I think Rodney would bring a different element. Uh, I love Jeremy. And if Jeremy stays, I'm fine. But if we do make a change, I'd like to see Rodney, I think. I mean, Truth be told, I had Rodney on the on the tip of my tongue, but then I was thinking, like, are we looking for you know not former Moscone Cup players or just you know the the next the next pro that's at least out there that could potentially do it? And that's the other, that's always been the other topic of discussion: is it does it have to be a, a pool player? Um, and if it's not a pool player, I would have no clue um, who to pick. Um, well, that's some of the comments in here, like John Francisco saying D Atkins, you need a coach, you need somebody who can train players. I don't know the fence about that notion because how much time do you get to train them? Like in this case, Jeremy had a week. So it's not like you can really break somebody's form down and rebuild them in a week. So any adjustments that you're making are very subtle. So I don't know that coach is the best thing need somebody who can you know build that spirit amongst the group is what i'm thinking but uh yeah. dennis hatch's name came out 
Uh, it's a good suggestion. There's a few others here. Um, yeah, so Bill Belichick will be available. <laughs> Bang, <time. laughs> that might be the best comment outside of uh, like Amy's it. comment the other day. Um, yeah, I think there's got to be someone that the players respect, you know, um, and that can put their foot down. You know, they can command, you know, uh, respect in that locker room and be able to have their pulse on, you know, how to lead in different ways, depending on the personality. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind a guy like catch, you know, he's had a big personality over the years and, you know, can seems a little like he can be tough at times, which can be good. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to have Tony, Rob- Tony, Tony Robles was brought up. Joe Rogan, I don't think Rogan would have the time for it. We know he has an interest in pool, but I get the feeling he's a pretty busy man. Let's see. Yeah. So, uh, thoughts on Whirlpool Masters going to Germany? Well, what's the date of that? Do they, what, what, what were the dates April. on that? Because the dates are, are really, okay. So, if the dates are in April, Filler's not going WPA. That I can tell you with 100% certainty. Lock that in, throw away the key. So if the Just dates are post-March, oh, yeah, 25 through 28 of April, yeah, filler, filler ain't going WPA. Why? Why does that matter? I mean, if it it's was in, in July. His, it's, it's in his home country. It's, it's post-March, post the deadline. Yeah, but if it so. was in July, same, same difference. He's going to have a tough decision to make. It'd There's no way he doesn't know because he would not he would not not play in the Whirlpool Masters in his home country. Did you we see can... how much money he made this year? Oh jeez, I saw, yeah. when I saw that posting, golly. I think yeah, the I think biggest payday though was the WPA Qatar event. <clears throat> Wasn't it 50 grand or something? Uh 60 I think on one of them. Maybe it was Yeah, I think it might have been Qatar. Yeah. 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 So well, y'all know this is going to happen, right? Cuz once once we got Fedor, uh, the whole talk of the town was USA can't win without, you know, without Fedor or you, you have to get someone that's that's not American or whatever. So if if Josh, uh, you know, manages to stay WPA, that's going to be the next talk of the town. You know, USA only won because Josh wasn't playing like it. I, yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that stigma is ever going to end. Uh, I, I like we, we would probably have to win the next four or five years in a row for that stigma to end as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you're probably right. If Josh doesn't play in the Moscone Cup, it's going to be like robbery. We're going to be robbed of a player in his prime, probably the best player that we're going to see in our lifetime playing on the biggest stage. And it's pretty sad, actually. No, I I agree. Yeah. We want to see the best players play against the best players. Absolutely. I I said it before. You know, I I went over there to watch, and, of course, I was supporting Team USA. Uh, but I also wanted to watch great pool and I, I still, I still think I got it. It just came from mostly one, one side. (laughs) (laughs) I think I still got it. I love that. Here's a good question. Clint Dodson says, what junior is going to make the Moscone cup team first? Lucas, Joey Tate, Eric Roberts, Cash Keaton, or Shane Winters. I don't think he means Shane Winters because isn't he like 30? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone else though. Who do you like out of that list or or anyone? Else? That's that's a that's actually a good list, but I, I'd probably have to put uh, my vote on Joey. If I'm if I'm going that list, I'd probably go Cash, 
if I'm going juniors that aren't on that list and that I probably would include first, I'd probably say Laz would be the first guy to make it. Sam Henderson? Matt Poland yep, brought him Sam, up in here. Sam's another one. Yep, Sam's I definitely He's got one. a good shot. You know, the the for me, the verdict's still out on Cash Keaton. It's obvious that he's incredibly talented, but is he going to commit to the tournament scene? Or is he going to stay kind of like the road gambler? Um, at a very young age, he's showing that he's got the stake horses and the desire to match up with people. You know, uh, we talked about that the other day with Lucas, Mike, where he really likes gambling. Jeremy mentioned it. You know, and at some point, he's going to have to make the transition to a tournament player if he really wants to be a perennial Moscone Cup player, don't you think? Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it just goes back to, you know, a lot of what we talked about tonight. You know, it's got to make sense for, for him, you know. So if he's making, if he can pick up, you know, 30000 in a night and, you know, by being at a tournament but not being in the tournament, you know, what do you think, what do you think a young 20-year-old is going to say? You know? Yeah. So, um, is he even twenty? I, I don't think, even I, think he's twenty. No, he's twenty-two. Uh, Lucas. No. Yeah. He's oh, I, oh I, no, no, I, no, 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 no. He's like eighteen no. or seventeen or something. I don't even think he's that. I don't even think he's that old. Yeah, I think he's younger than that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, does Corey Duell not play anymore? Question mark. Mike, you just talked to him. Uh selectively. You know, I think it's you know, it's got to make sense for Corey as well. So he hasn't been traveling as much. It's so funny because when I talk to him, I'm like, hey, man, what have you been up to lately? And he's like, yeah, you know, I went for a walk, walked my dog, uh, <laughs> grabbed lunch the other day. And I'm like, I didn't ask what you were doing like yesterday. I meant like, what have you been doing the last like six months? Oh, uh, you know, just hanging out, you know, took my dog for a walk. And you know, <laughs> I'm just like, what? What, Corey, what are you talking about, man? So. He's uh, he's Corey, the one that we were at a tournament and we're like, Hey, Corey, you know, you, you feeling pretty good. You hit the balls good. And he's like, Well, I barred somebody's cue. Didn't he bring his cue to the tournament? Wasn't yeah. that him? That was the U.S. Open. He beats Coping Chung. <laughs> I talked to him right after that. And uh, he's like, Yeah, I had to borrow my friend's cue right before I came over here. And then he ends up beating, <laughs> arguably, outside of Filler, probably the second hottest player on earth. Was the only one that gave Coping Chung a loss in that whole tournament because then he went on the run to snap off the whole thing. So, who knew? yeah, good question by Matt Poland here. Yeah, so now you now you gotta what well, you gotta disclose what cue that is, so that way that industry can have a nice boom in sales. You know, oh no, it was a Mucci. Is, it was another Mucci for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because equipment is everything, right? Of course. It's, it's, it, <laughs> Matt it's the arrow, says, not the Indian. What do you think <laughs> happens with a Reyes Cup, and could it create a structure of events that overshadows Moscone? I think you're already seeing the foundation in place right now. You know, why do you yep. think all these Filipino players are traveling to Taiwan to, for a $5,000 first place tournament? You know, I think they're accumulating points right now. As that transition comes into effect, there will already be, you know, a hierarchy. Um, and why just hasn't it there. happened yet? Doesn't it seem like it should have happened? I mean, there's things that got to go on to make things happen, Joe. You know, look, I told not, you it's not, I would it's love. not like it's not as easy as putting on a handicap tournament, you know. There's just <laughs> there's, just, there's certain hey, things like you know, like a lot of red tape. I told you I told you the format I would love. I would love to see it really mirror the Moscone Cup, right? Where you have Team Philippines versus Team Asia, and then the winner of that plays the winner of Team USA versus Team Europe. 
So you have arguably the most historically, um, I don't know, uh, proud nation of pool in Asia, the Philippines, similarly, the United States, then playing a continent, right? So I'd love well, to see that. And then winner plays winner. I think the Philippines would like that too. You know, I know I would love to see that um, separate them. And I think they could snap off the whole thing. I love, I love having a team Philippines. Yeah. At Poland, I do know how to tie a double Windsor. So uh, Melina Mike doesn't even know what a double Windsor is. No, 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 no idea. No idea. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. What else? Uh, I'm getting a lot of statements here. We can't really answer statements, but that's okay. We appreciate the comments. Uh, yeah, Joey's Joey's a hard ass when it comes to rules and. What do you guys and, think about having the Moscone Cup every two years? I hate that. No, nah. veto, yeah. instant veto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think we should have it every six months. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Maybe not, but I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind a little warm up event, you know, see where their three best guys are on Europe and three best Americans are come come the summer. You know, a little tune up. Little I mean, you can make event. you you could make a day out of it. Okay, so. so let me ask you this. So we heard we saw the practice sessions from Team USA in in DFW, but we know that the European team went to Scotland and they competed against a group of like local decent players. And it seemed like that was pretty successful for them. They, you know, they had to sweat a little bit. They won the match, you know, fairly easily, but at least they had some players firing back at them. Do you think that would have helped team USA prepare a little better? If we, if, if like they came to DFW and they played like the top amateur players in a similar Moscone race with a whole bunch of dreaming, kind of trying to simulate the environment. Mm. Little Chris, I think my answer is going to be it wouldn't. Have, it I don't think it would have made a difference. It, it it becomes more of a spectacle than it than it than it than it does training uh, than than anything else. I think one of the comments I remember hearing about how um, one of the issues that Team USA has. Um, is that the team is is thrown together? It's it's not a it's not an actual team that is put together that trains together for an extended period of time. It's let's try to pick our best players, throw them together, and, and see what happens. I think that's bit, I, I have to probably get behind that statement that that's probably one of the biggest flaws uh, that I think Team USA has. And if if you knew for a longer period of time on who you might want to have, even, even though you have to qualify, you have to rank and, and, but you know what it's going to be up front, but then you might as well go ahead and start getting them to train together, even though some of them might drop off as newer people qualify or take over the rankings or whatever, but you have that ongoing training as a team to build the team uh, cohesion that you, that you were talking about earlier, Joey. And, you know, could that make a difference? I don't know. It's something different. We don't have it. So, I mean, it could. Yeah, somebody but, brought but, up in the comments uh, a, a match against Canada would be kind of cool, you know, to to get warmed up. Because if you think about it, Canada can put five really good players out there. They'd have to they'd have to play to win that match. I think they did that one year, if I'm not mistaken. In Russia. Um, out in Vegas. No, they no, no. They did that in Russia, for in, sure. They, they, 
they did that in Vegas. I'm, I want to say as well um, before one of the events. So with amateurs, no. With I think at the time John was living in Vegas and Alex was spending quite a, quite a bit oh, of time out Canada. there. Canada, yeah. okay, yeah. So I think it's been done in the past. I mean, look, anything to kind of sharpen up a little bit, but there's nothing that's going to get you ready for you know the monsters that are Team Europe. You know, so yeah. Um, I don't think it could hurt any. I don't think beating up a bunch of amateurs is is the answer either because I think that's just a waste of resources in, in yep. my opinion. Um, but you know, if there's someone or a group that could possibly give them hell or a decent handicap tournament in the area, I think I would love to see them, you know, go out there and, and, and give it a swing. You know? 650 and so, under. 650 and uh, under. <laughs> <laughs> so Ed Ladawi says, uh, does anyone think Hayball has a chance in the U.S. now that the prize money is so great? Hey you ball. might you, you you might see Shane playing more Chinese eight ball for that kind of money. What kind of money is it, Melina? Tell us. <sighs> I think the winner of the most recent event got was it four hundred thousand plus? Oh, Over four hundred thousand, close to half a million, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So it's it's is that pretty U.S. dollars? Is that equivalent? To yeah, US dollars? yeah. No, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that yeah, that was that's, the exchange. Yeah. Like I don't know yeah. what it was in their in their country's uh, currency, but. U.S. dollars, it was close to half a million. All right, so yeah. I don't know a whole lot about hate ball, but it's Chinese pockets are kind of curved right. more like snooker. They're a little tighter. The table's a little smaller, and the balls are probably a little smaller too. Is that right? Um, no, I don't think the balls are smaller. Rounded pockets, but um, but it's basically it for sure like was, yeah. So I, mean, I could, it's not, I it's not probably, basic. It's not like eight ball. You're playing eight ball. Yeah, I could probably yeah. win one That's of those. As far as I know, it's. I think yeah. the 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 one that that threw me for a uh, the one thing that threw me for a loop in that tournament was the handicap that women got, which was they basically oh, yeah. didn't. It's, it's, it it's was odd. it was sick. It was, but it 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 still didn't prove to really do anything because um, I can't remember the the gentleman that that ended up winning who ended up playing. I think it was uh, one of his students, but they they don't have to shoot the last ball of their set, so. Think think of the perfect setup, Joey. You have your no. key ball onto the so eight that ball, was, right? That was like the, I think a tournament within the last couple of months, and the the girl, the girl uh, got second place. So, yeah. but the, the the handicap was, I think you can take off two balls at any point throughout the table or something like. Or at oh any no, that, yeah, because no, they they don't wow. have to shoot. They don't. When it comes down to two remaining object balls before the eight ball, so like I said, your perfect setup, you would think you have your key ball to your eight ball, but then there's that random ball that's out there, and you would think in normal eight ball, you got to shoot the random ball to get onto the key ball. No, all they have to do is shoot the key ball. Then when then that last ball just gets taken off the table, yeah. and they can just and they yeah. can just shoot the eight ball. How strong is that? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah it, pretty, it, it was it, it was very like, interesting. It was very interesting to watch. <laughs> Think yeah. about yeah. with the talent of Asian female players out there. That's a huge handicap. Massive. Because now, now you're not having to address the problem if you know you can get to the other, you know, the other six balls without issue. Right now, exactly. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not having to develop that that issue. I can just leave it there. And even more so if it hinders your opponent, right? Yeah. So hey. That's that's massive. That's a big that's a big yeah. spot, man. With yeah, bros, look I mean, at massive spot. Look at Ike's comment about games. 
under those rules. I mean, I kind of like Kelly Fisher to beat anybody with those rules. I don't know who's favored over her with those rules. She, I, she uh, did. I don't remember her getting a top yeah. finish in that event. Yeah, no. though. yeah but she I mean, in, she was she, in that event. I'd have to think she'd be one of the favorites. If, if there were a Calcutta, I'd take a high level player like no, her. Or no, it's different. It's different. It's like there's, there's a, uh, those Chinese eight ball monsters, male or female are different. Are they're are, built different. That's my <laughs> yeah, They are. They are. Why Mike? What, it, what <sighs> like what, what about them? Makes them so good. Just I think it's just accuracy. Uh, yeah. I mean, the pocketing just has to be a lot more pure, you know. And and not only that, I think the reason why a guy like Alex loves playing it is because it puts more of a premium on on the moving because you obviously can't get away with the shot like you can in American pool. Yeah, you can't um, run a ball down the rail. Right? Yep. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know, you got guys like Yubo or a Yang fan who have just you know dominated. Yubo. That's 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 who won. That's who won. Yeah. The- that last one, yeah, yeah, and it was his like uh, I don't say apprentice, but the student, or student who, who he took under his under his wing, yep. who got into the finals. Um, and they have some obnoxious length race, like they're like a race to forty or something. I mean, it's ridiculous, but for for really healthy money, and their and their their events <coughs> have decent payouts. I mean, like really really good payouts. So. Well, we got a couple more questions here. Uh, what do you think about making the races longer to seven or nine in Moscone Cup? I'm assuming. Uh, um, I'm not in favor of that. I feel like the format is – the race format, the alternate break, the race to five, the break box, I think everything's perfect except we need a template rack. I think without the template rack, with the human racking, I don't like that. I know Melina disagrees with me sometimes. But otherwise, I think that format is is spot on. Because it if we just can, creates so much drama for TV. It's great. Just see if we can get a, a Fargo spot or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, man. I just can't help okay. myself sometimes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you guys agree about the longer longer races? I, I don't. I don't. Maybe like if I'm doing anything, it's maybe six, maybe six. But I'm not, I don't. I don't. I like the instant pressure that you get with five. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yep. from like we saw that one. I forget who Feder was playing the singles match where he uh, he didn't play the two first safeties that he tried well, and then he's down like three to nothing. And so every shot is so critical, and there's so much riding on it right from the first rack. If it's a race to nine, sometimes. You know, Whirlpool Masters or something like that. Sometimes yeah, which you which you do you do get that you do get that in the Masters. You know, so a little bit longer of a race. Yeah, no, I like it, man. I like you know what I mean. Like Like, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm watching this in the beginning. Oh, I'll go to the bathroom. I'll do this, whatever, and I'm then I'll come back. Moscone, you can't miss a second. I tell you what, I would want to see. I would want to see different different team aspects of that event. Like, give me a Scotch triples. Give me more teams, like Mike had said, um, to start the day. Every you know, day, start th- with team. Team. Match. Every day, start with teams. Everyone's got to hit the ball. I like that. You know, um, I just, like that idea. Yeah, I, I really know, just, do. Just give me more of the same. You know, more of of the, what the um, uh, what you're looking to get out of it. You know, which is teams battling, right? Five yeah. on five. So. Um, whatever we got to do there, I'm I'm all for. I like being able to tag tag somebody. 
out of a scotch match if they like, tap them on the shoulder say you're out and this well, you, guy's in you know then you have make, coaches decisions involved look i ain't played a whole lot of league but you know what i would want to see let the coaches make the lineup on the on the fly because you know how you get guys and they're looking at the score and then they're like are you ready no i ain't ready and then they have to go write them in and you know we're submitting our pick i want to see something like that go on you know yeah yeah i don't know no i I, I, I kind of feel like if the coach had more autonomy, like you put Sky and Fetter out there and, you know, let's say Sky's struggling a little bit, you say, you know what? We're going to put Shane in now, take Sky to the match. I think that'd be cool. Maybe you're allowed to do that once a match. That'd be kind of neat. Pitch no? hitters? You're not feeling it? <laughs> it's like a pinch runner in baseball. <laughs> you're, putting, you're putting in filler every time. If it's a tester, you're tagging in Josh. Uh, I think to, to, to that comment, I think that was one of the things about like, how do you kind of change the format to make sure you see a good average of every player and not just, you know, so like what I think it was fair to say, like we, we kind of knew who the MVPs were going to be right? or who, who the, MVP, right. Because, uh, because of the amount of that uh, an individual player ends up being scheduled to play. Yeah, right. you know, and if you, and if you want if you want everybody to at least have an equal opportunity, then you'd want at least to have some sort of format where every player has an equal opportunity to play. Yeah. Now, Collins and correct. I did that like different style of five v five when we were out there in Sacramento. It was a lot of fun. You know. Correct me, match this year. Once it went around, they kept the same order for both teams, right? I didn't like that. I like I. Shane I thought played I'd... Jason, and then when it worked its way around, or was it filler? I don't remember. But then he played the same player again in the, the his next time I, at the table. I think right? it might have just worked out like that. I don't think that was intentional based off well, of what like I'd like to see. Re like re-rotating. It's kind of like in BCA, right? If you put your players up in the first round and the other team has their players up, well, now the order changes for one of those teams. So that way the same player doesn't play – two times throughout the course of all four sets, you know? So I I'd like to see that. I'd like to see them guarantee that. I can tell you the last thing matchroom wants is for anything to be predictable, even if it's the lineup. So yeah. they want as much suspense and drama and the unknown as you can get out of it while still being, you know, um, genuinely on the up and up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So checking to see if anybody's still watching us on Instagram. It's like we do have a few people in there. Three people watching live right now. So, guys, we're trying to do some more streaming to Instagram, so make sure to follow us on Instagram. I think it's dogging it powers between each word. Right, Melina? At dogging it, dogging underscore think? it underscore podcast. Yeah, well, Melina set it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, it used to be his personal account, and he's like, okay, I'll give you access to this. Don't go. Relax, 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 buddy. <laughs> relax. All right, relax. Uh, dogging it podcast is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. With underscores in between. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, change mods going to come up to five days, three teams, two singles per day, and play all 25 matches and just pay. Set amount teams get. Eh, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't. This is the hard part that Matchroom has to deal with, right? There's some tweaks that can be made to make it a little bit better, but they don't want to tinker with it too much because it's already great. Okay. Yep. 
And even this year when the U.S. and everybody in the United States was pissed off, it's still great. It's still the best event that we have all year to sweat. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mika tomorrow, I think at 1 Central is what we're looking at. Tony, Friday night. I want to say 10 o'clock on Friday night. And then uh, Scott will be Saturday night is what we're looking at. So, yeah. and then we got we got to start putting out the end of year polls. Hopefully, we get the responses back from people we've reached out to in the next day or so, and we'll start putting them out there for <clears throat> for all of you guys to uh, vote on it. So, yeah. And uh, guys, if you're following us on YouTube, button that's one thing we want to get up. We want to compete with Lil Chris and his hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, we have about luck with 90, that, we have about ninety four thousand to go, <laughs> but we want to compete with him. Also, check us out on Instagram, and uh, we got a better a shot of you of you loving handicap tournaments than we do of. Uh... You know, for the record, I don't mind handicap tournaments. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I don't like cap tournaments. In fact, okay. if it's handicap. On that note, listen. We appreciate everybody for hanging out with us. Thanks so much <laughs> for stopping by. We will see you guys in another day or so. Do not say handicap tournaments around Joey Ryan.